What's up, everybody? Three and a possible here. Two and a possible this week. Devion is still on baby watch. So prayers. Uh Prayers. Hope everything goes well. Joe and I will hold it down. Joe, we've had we've had some craziness, some drama lately. So let's uh, let's get into it. Yes, we'll sir. start in the NFL. Uh, first, some player news. We got Cam Newton going back to Carolina. He's vaxxed. He's back in the lineup today. We're recording the 14th Sunday night, uh, where they surprisingly knocked off the Cardinals, smacked the Insane. Cardinals. Uh, so. Pretty impressive debut. He had some goal line work, and that was pretty much all he got. Obviously, he just got in earlier this week, right. so doesn't know the playbook yet. So nice to see them get some plays out there for him, though. So, Joe, what do you think? Does that help put the Panthers kind of back in the playoffs, or what do you think? I, d- I definitely think it puts them back in the playoffs. I think P.J. Walker played better than I expected him to come from the XFL. They actually uh, they were pretty conservative with him, but he didn't make mistakes, which was key. And giving Cam Newton that touchdown, I think that was smart. Give him some confidence builder before he comes in, get that crowd. They're going to be excited when Cam Newton, when they get to see Cam Newton come back. But I don't really think this is much to do about anything. Arizona was real injured last week. They're still a little injured. They're coming off of injuries. Uh, A.J. Green, Denard Hopkins, and Kyle Murley all were injured last week. So I think this is just a little comeback game. And, I mean, how do you game plan for P.J. Walker and Cam Newton? Like You weren't expecting that coming into the week. So I think that's what it is. I do think Cam Newton will help them into the playoffs. I just don't think they're that good of a team. They work wow, they beat the Cardinals, but and, and they're definitely a playoff team because that division should, is not very good. We should good. note as well, like Kyler did not play again this week, so like, right. like that's obviously a big thing. Hurts. Um, but the, you know, last week they played the 49ers. It didn't seem to matter. Is it Colt McCoy right in there? It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Boom. But this week, Colt McCoy can't yeah. be that long in there for that long. Like, come on. No, now. and then we even come we even up. got some uh, <laughs> Strevler action. The the legend the legend Streveler got, even got some wow yeah that's been all bad. So yeah, I think I think it definitely keeps them in the mix. I don't know that they'll beat out the Bucks or the the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Saints look kind of good, better than I yeah. thought they were gonna look. Yeah, the Saints still got a really good defense. Uh, Trevor Simeon mm. is he capable? But, but they just played the Titans, who have been like the hottest team in the NFL. They played them to a two point game today, so you know we'll see. What I like though, Joe, I liked how they, I also liked that they got Cam some work in the goal line, goal That's line smart. area, because one, they put that on tape. They might not do it every week, you know. I think it's going to probably be a couple weeks before Cam, you know, takes the starting role. Uh, he's got to learn the playbook, the terminology. I know people are like, "Oh, he, he was just there," but it's a whole different regime now. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there with Ron Rivera as soon as Matt Rule came in. Cam was gone, so he didn't know any. He didn't know any of this. So he's got to learn it just like any new quarterback going to a new place, and that takes some time. But it gives something for the opposing teams that now game plan for. You might see Cam Newton in the red zone. Takes a little pressure off of P.J. Walker as well. Like P.J. Walker just, you know, manage the game. Don't turn the ball over like you said, Joe. And I think we can all agree way better than having Sam Darnold out there. Sam was just – Apparently so. I like Sam Darnold, but he just makes stupid mistakes. We have a good two, three, four drives, and the next thing you know, it just all falls apart. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> this is awesome. Mind-blowing turnovers from Sam Darnold on a consistent basis. Consistent. Uh, let's talk yep. about the other big player news. Your Rams. Yes, sir. They won They won out on the OBJ sweepstakes. So OBJ got released from Cleveland. Everyone was pretty much saying Chiefs, 
Packers, Saints for some reason, and then the Rams from Louisiana. All right, but he like. Come on, man. I think he wanted it's to take a step up from Baker Mayfield, not a step down. Why the yeah, exactly? Why the hell would he want to go from cold ass New York to cold ass boring ass Cleveland to freaking New Orleans or Kansas City? Like, come on, man. This, we're talking about Odell Beckham here. Odell Beckham. At least he's like he's with Mahomes. Got Tyreek on the other side. That could have been a lot of fun. This man care more than just football. He's about living life. Oh, he's already got a house in L.A. Like that was. He can go to he can go to a Lakers game. On Wednesday night, or something like that. We'll see. He's gonna All be right. chilling. What do you think this does for the Rams? And great. timely, be, I mean, unfortunate for Robert Woods. Robert Woods tears his ACL on Friday, That's right sick. after they signed Odell. You know, you were thinking it was gonna be a nice three-headed monster there, but now it's gonna be Cooper Cup on one side, leading the NFL and receiving touchdowns and receiving yards with OBJ on the other end. What do you think? I think it was. I think it's good because automatically. They got something they never had yet. They, I mean, they had great receivers. They had really good receivers with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and, and uh, Van Jefferson. But at, still, at the end of the day, those guys aren't af- athletic and dynamic as Odell Beckham is. Now you have a true number one person that you can go to. You had good route runners underneath. Odell Beckham can now be that deep route that you need with Matthew Stafford. And we've seen Matthew Stafford knows how to use and target a superstar receiver. He did it with Calvin Johnson. So I'm pretty sure Odell Beckham's going to get his touches and he's going to be happy. We'll just see if he's healthy. I like the fact that they, he may be returning some punts and kicks offs. If he can do that, that tells me that they're not too concerned about his health because it don't take much to get knocked out on a, on a special teams play. So if he's healthy enough to do that, I think it's going to be a good sign to show that they're going to slowly bring him along and that offense is going to be crazy dynamic. My only concern still is they can't run the ball. Like They have nobody to run the ball. So, if you can just pull it, sit there and you got some good – if you get a four-man rush, who cares if you got all those receivers? We can just cover everybody. So that's going to be the big issue. Well, I mean, it's been the same thing all year, and they haven't really found an answer to stop Stafford and Cooper Cup but that, outside True. of a couple games, you know, where they just – That's fair. Like you said, were able to get pressure and, you know, kind of break down the pocket on Stafford. But, yeah, I think this was a good marriage. I think it makes a lot of sense because I think – I think the thing that went most wrong in Cleveland for for Odell was, you know, I think everyone knows Odell will freelance some routes from time to time. Facts. You know, and I think... receiver. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's something that you and the quarterback have to be on the same page about, and I just don't think, like, he and Baker ever fully got there. You know, Baker has... His first three years had a new OC every year, right? So, like, Baker's trying to learn the NFL and then learn a new offense every year. And then he's got a receiver, you know, that might think he sees something out there and Baker might just not have gotten on those same pages, right? So that just was not a good match. You put him with Stafford, a guy that's been in the NFL for over 10 years, had a lot of success, like you said. Had Calvin Johnson, had a lot of success with him. Like, if, if Matt Stafford goes to Odell, like, no. Don't do that again. Odell's not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Facts. I, th- I think, well, Good po- maybe he, may. he might, but I think he'll respect that. and He'll understand. Like, they'll just be able to level a little better. And then I think the cherry on top is you got Sean McVay running the offense. Where it's easy for you to get open, man. <laughs> he's proven. Because we have to remember, Stefanski came in as a first-time head coach with Odell, so he didn't quite have the success that McVay had. So I think those things combined with Odell, you know, 
fresh mindset, new plays. He's, you know, I, th- I think it's going to work out really well. And Cooper Cup is a perfect compliment. Just like I think mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry would have been a perfect compliment, compliment in Cleveland. I just think the quarterback being a veteran with a really good head coach, I think that's going to be the, the perfect combo for Odell. And I think we finally see him look like the same, the guy that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And, and my fantasy yeah. football teams could use it. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so let's talk about some of these upsets. We we teased the the Cardinals one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not as big of an upset without Kyler, but you know we we saw Arizona handle business last week. They couldn't they couldn't get their their run game going like they did last week. No no three touchdowns for James Conner. So <clears throat> tell me what you, do you think? Do you think anything to worry about here if you're Cardinals or are you just like until I see Kyler Murray, I don't really care. Yeah, until I see Kyle Murray and they're healthy, I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. That defense is good enough to make things happen. Kyle Murray, when he's healthy in the way he's been playing, he hasn't been turning the ball over, which is key. And I think that's going to make him even better. If he continues to not turn the ball over, that offense is going to be real hard to stop. They can run the ball enough to make things happen. And that defense is going to be able to keep pressuring the quarterback all the time. So I'm not too worried about the Cardinals. As long as they can get healthy right on the right time, I think they'll be pretty good for the playoffs. Yep, I'm a little worried about some of their season-ending injuries. You know, like J.J. Watt not being there. That, yeah, was a nice, that was a really nice compliment to Chandler Jones. I think that definitely hurts them. But like you said, if they get Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins back and fully healthy and rolling, I, like this game does nothing to me to worry to worry me about the Cardinals. Um, I think it is still a good sign for the Panthers. But again, I think it's just – two different scenarios. You want exactly. to see the Panthers be look refreshed, look new, look good. And with the Cardinals, you know, they stole one last week without Kyler. So whatever. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Buccaneers fresh off a of bye week and lost to the Washington football team. Ah, I mean, Washington gave them probably one of their tougher games in the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Washington has not resembled that team at all this year. So this is this is a little interesting to me. Joe, are you worried about the defending champs? I mean, the problem is the same problem I always have with them when you go against Tom Brady. If you can get pressure up the middle, you can stop Tom Brady, and then that's going to be able to win the game. I know they got a lot of weapons, but they got – I mean, they don't really have the type of weapons that Tom Brady's used to. we got a lot of deep – medium route type receivers out there. I mean, you do have Antonio Brown, but he's been in and out. Yeah, I don't he really did not just... play today. Exactly. I mean, you got Mike Evans, but he's inconsistent as well. You can just throw him the deep ball, but I don't know Tom Brady is freaking 45 years old. Like, come on now, man. Eventually his arm's going to get tired. He's not going to be able to make those deep throws. So he's going to need a reliable slot receiver, and they just haven't had that this year. And then their defense is just inconsistent as well. It's been good when healthy, but it's Sometimes it's just inconsistent. That front four is not getting as much pressure as they did last year. And I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. I, don't, I think they are slipping, but you still they're still a threat just because of Tom Brady. All right. I'm not going to say that. They're not a threat just because of Tom Brady. Yes, they are. they are. I mean, they're a threat because of everything that Around came Tom with Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady with that many weapons is – I don't care. He could be 60, and he's going to be able to, you know, he's gonna be able to make, make it work. Uh I'm not super concerned. My, I'm my before this week, I was not concerned at all. Thought they were still one of the the couple teams right. from the NFC. Raising that concern a little bit, just a little bit, not panic or anything. But 
it's more to what you you kind of finished with their defense. I mean, maybe <laughs> Tyler Heineke is like Nick Foles to to Tom Brady, and like they just right, like his, he just figures out how to put it together when Tom Brady's on the other side. I I, I don't. It just seems interesting. Like obviously their secondary has been depleted. Sherman did not go today. But man, like Todd Bowles, I know Todd Bowles well. He was a Dolphins defensive coordinator for a while. Then he, right before he went and took the head coaching job with the Jets, and his mo has been pretty consistent. He wants to blitz the hell out of you. You can't do that when their secondary is that bad, you know. And I think he made some of those defensive linemen look a little better. Like Shaq Barrett is good. I don't think he's twenty sacks a year good. No, I think I, I think Todd Bowles's schemes and blitzes helped free him up. And like you said, they're not getting there with four. So I'm a little worried about the defense. They did. They still did a good job stuffing the run. Vita Vea is a Always monster. So, and then you still got Sue in there. So I'm good with them against the run. It's the, it's the pass defense. You, making Ty, Taylor Heineke look like a competent quarterback is not good. Definitely uh, not good. So I'm at like a level three concern on a scale of one to ten of three. I was at a zero, but now I'm up to, I'm like, all right, let me, let me pay attention Robert. a little more. Yeah, well, you know. Tom Brady threw two more interceptions. It's uh, a little, little suspect. What are you doing, Tom? Come on, Tommy. <laughs> About time. <laughs> Thank you. He's got to fall off soon. Jeez. Uh, been waiting on it for a long time. Uh, okay, let's talk about Lions and Steelers. They tied. What's the worst fucking thing in football? A fucking tie. Steelers, what's going on? What's going on, Joe? What's going no, on? No, Roethlisberger. I mean, Dwayne Haskins. That, that's rough. Like, you gotta was do what you gotta Haskins do. Or was it was it Rudolph? I saw Rudolph in overtime. Yeah, it was both. I saw Haskins as well. It was both. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's not when you have to use Rudolph, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. It's not going to be a good day offensively for you. I do like Najee Harris. I think what he does for the Steelers is going to keep them alive in their division because that division is stacked and the Browns suck. So I think the Steelers offensively, they're not going to be able to put up a lot of points. That's why they tied 19-19 against the Lions. But that defense is still legit. So 16, I'm not worried 16. about the Steelers. Don't give yourself those extra oh, three points. 16-16. My fault. 16-16. So that defense 50, is legit. To keep it. 50 pass attempts for Mason Rudolph. That's that's not the That's way time. too many. I totally watched and saw Dwayne Haskins throw a couple passes. You know, he didn't make it into the box score. I don't know. You might have saw him warming up on the sideline. Are you serious? I watch highlights of Dwayne Haskins. I don't know. Nah. I don't know. Wow. But 50 pass attempts. on my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> 50 pass attempts to yield 242 yards. That's 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 not great. No. That's, 50 passes? That's way too many for Mason Rudolph, first of all. Yeah, I mean, that needed to be a control the, control the clock type of passes, game. Yeah, that's, that's... But your offensive line sucks, so, I mean, what can you do? That's true. Goff, meanwhile, threw 25 times for 114 yards. So, not... If you wanted to see good quarterbacks play, that was not the game. Jared Goff uh, is so bad. So, Joe, this is what I want to ask you about with this game, though, because the Steelers had the opportunity, I think, to win and, be, and take sole possession of first place. And... The reason I ask is because the Steelers' schedule, it's about to get... That's, that's rough. They kind of needed that one. Uh, Steelers now go to uh, L.A. to play the Chargers, followed by the Bengals, followed by the Ravens, followed by the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings had a good win today mm-hmm. against the Chargers. 
then the Titans, then the Chiefs, then the Browns, and the Ravens. That's how that's how the Steelers oh, finished the that's year. Rough. So, that's rough. Uh, did that does that does this sink their playoff chances here, Joe? Man, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons. So I, I mean, that, I'm not saying he's gonna have a losing season per se. He's need, he needs to get three <laughs> wins out of there to avoid a losing I season. I only see two wins on there that are guaranteed to me for real. Oh shit! I thought they had at least a guaranteed today, and they didn't have a guaranteed yeah, win today. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking yeah. you said Minnesota. I think they they can win Minnesota. Because their defense is yeah, good no, enough to stop Actually, Kirk that Cousins. one that one is a guarantee because that's a Thursday night game, so we'll get oh, prime Kirk Cousins, time, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Happening. So, not happening. Yep, you're right. So and then what was that? that one. Uh, what was uh, the you got the Bengals on there still. I think no. Uh, the uh, Ravens, the oof. Chiefs, the Titans. Things, they, no, the Chargers. Chargers, the Chargers, Chargers next week. They can they beat, beat the Chargers. Chargers. Next week. I think that's a good matchup for Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. Assuming Ben can come back. Um, I did – find out today that Ben is vaccinated so if he yeah. gets I'll help to he'll be good. He'll have an opportunity at least to test negative twice before that game. I think the so, Steelers are gonna lose twice to the Bengals. They gotta beat the Bengals. Wait the Bengals or the Browns. They're not losing twice to the Browns either. Well they beat the Browns first. Time. Beat the Browns, that's right. But that is their home game with the Browns. So that's another one that could look good. And the Browns awesome. got smacked forty five seven by uh, Dink and Doug Patriots today. Yeah. Mac Jones threw Mac for Jones 195 yards, I think, and they scored 45 points. That's terrible. So, That's I don't terrible. know. Now, Baker Baker did have to come out of the game, so there was injuries there. You Save know. him from looking like an embarrassment. I don't know. I think, uh, <laughs> looking good. Uh, uh, but, all right, let's get to the upset that I obviously want to talk about. Thursday night, my Dolphins decided they want to be a football team one time this year. They finally kind of looked like the Dolphins that I think, even though you, you weren't as high on them as I was, obviously, I think they they looked like the team that you kind of were expecting them mm-hmm. to be. I get that. Finally. Now, what I want to ask you, so I'll give you a quick rundown. The Dolphins blitzed their DBs. The most times in a game, I think since like 2016, I think the stat was, about 40 times. (laughs) Um, And basically what they were using, they were going to blitz either Javon Holland or Brandon Jones. One of them was coming every single time. And it it was. They basically just decided they were going to show double A gap pressure, cover zero look, damn near every play. You know, sometimes they would drop out of it, but what it does, it confuses the offensive line. They don't know who to block yeah. right away, right? So then the, we're, the Dolphins were getting free rushers a lot, and they were usually a DB that was athletic and could at least have a prayer of running with Lamar Jackson. And it really stymied the Ravens' offense. Do you think that is going to be an issue that, or at least a a way that other teams now are going to emulate, and do you think that's going to give the Ravens problems the rest of the year? I think teams will emulate it, but I think Lamar Jackson is good enough that they'll find a way to figure it. They'll figure it out because he's so hard to stop and he's so fast. Like the, that offensive line, they'll get it together. They'll, they'll notice it. They'll do the slide protection, and then Lamar Jackson will know where the blitz is coming from, and he'll just roll out the opposite way, and he'll be gone. And then he'll say, "Okay, keep blitzing that side. I'll just run the other way, and I'm going to get." seven yards every time before I even get touched. So that's gonna that's, that's the best way for them to negate that. But I'm not actually was not too surprised that the Dolphins won the game. I didn't think they were gonna win, but I did think they were gonna cover. 
because I just thought it's a Thursday night game and the Ravens. They had three straight games where they were down ten and came back and won. So you I mean, can't, you can't keep playing with fire like that. Yeah. Like you're just asking for a loss there. We're super tired. It was bound to happen. And at the end of the day, like you, like there's issues with Flores. I love I like Brian Flores overall, but he's got his That's issues mostly on the offensive side. Defensively, that man is he can coach that man's a genius. And I did yeah, notice okay. the last couple weeks he's denying it, but I've seen the play call sheet in his hand. Which was not like that the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, he's like enough. So enough. I'm about to get fired <laughs> because of like, you. He's like, yeah, look, if we don't, if we fail on offense, fine, but we are not failing on defense. It's, yeah, and We're I think kind of I, the first seven games of the season, it's pretty, pretty bad, pretty bad. One of the worst defenses in the NFL statistically. Yeah. Now, some of that was they played the Bills twice, the Bucks, the you know they played some high powered offenses, but nonetheless, another thing that I think helps the Dolphins that not many other teams have. Not many other teams have an Xavier Howard and a Byron Jones. Yeah, that helps. You can blitz a bunch of guys when you got those two guys Lock out there. down, yeah. You know, like we were talking about with the Bucks, they can't, they can't do run no all way. those blitzes because they don't have DBs they back there. Up. So I think this is what, like, I mean, let's be real. The Dolphins most likely will not be in the playoffs. So Lamar, I don't think, has to worry about seeing them. I can't think of another team that's like a contender in the AFC that has really even a corner that's as good as – like Xavier Howard or Byron Jones, I'm trying to. I mean, I guess the Bills with Tre'Davious White. I was gonna say Tre'Davious White. That doesn't seem to really be the Bills' way. Yeah. So Eagles' defense is good, but it's not there yet. Yeah, it's just not. It's different. Like it's different, they they yeah. win differently. So I don't. I'm not super concerned for the Ravens. I am excited that the Dolphins actually looked like a football team. Um, and I will say this: the Dolphins' next four, Jets twice, Giants. And Panthers. Oh, so the Panthers look a little games. better. Win all those games. So all of a sudden, the Dolphins, if they take care of business, could be at seven and seven, which would, with the way the AFC is looking, that could actually put them alive if they could if they take care of business. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff. Let's go to basketball, though, Joe, because there's been some early rookies playing well. There's been some drama. We'll start with the biggest drama, which involved my Miami Heat. <laughs> Uh, Marquise Morris, Morris took a hard foul on Jokic at the end of a game. In you which the Heat were legitimately getting blown. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that much of a cheap shot. It was. We getting our ass kicked. Let me go ahead and try to punk this dude. It was, a, it was a take foul. Get everybody out the game, and he he hit him harder than he should have. It wasn't like it wasn't that bad. It Jokic and Marquise Morris. Now this is where I, I'm like. I'm a little iffy. He just like walks away. Like he he walked away like he did nothing. Now it was a hard foul. Like I'm, there's no getting around that it was a hard foul. Right, you gotta get the pushback at least. But then Jokic like just full out charges him and like throws his shoulder right into his spine. And it was actually kind of a scary moment. They had to bring out the stretcher. Uh, Markeith Morris has some bad some bad whiplash and was yeah he was he like lost feeling in like his hands and everything. It was it got a little scary for a second. To me, that's what it sounded like. Uh, now that he's not on the Lakers anymore, now he's, he's like a bitch, a bitch huh? Me. It's not like a bitch to me. LeBron right. wouldn't have let him do that, first Stop. of all. LeBron would have had him under control. No, you, you know what? No, so this brings up a good commentary about this. You know what? You know what actually, to me, is the most fucked up part about it at all? I don't mind the hard fouls and, like, Jokic retaliating. Like, all right, first of all, Jokic, see y'all November 29th in Miami. Just remember that now. But why is no? why is Jokic doing it? You need to have your Marquise Morris of the Nuggets. Right for him. Go you get right. him. 
Who did Why is your superstar reigning MVP having to do that himself? Because he's Serbian. Who else is going to do it on 18? Who else do they have? I mean, they get, like Jeff Green's a veteran. Like, not I don't know. Aaron Gordon. Who? Aaron Gordon. No, I mean, I'm just exactly. saying, like, Big I'm tough just guy. saying, that's guy. why you need to have you some of those one. guys on your team. You're right. You need one. You don't let people go and punk your, your MVP like or that. Because now Jokic got suspended for a game because they didn't have anyone else go get suspended for him. But Jokic had to respond because then people would have been trying to punk him on all your season long. He had to respond. I don't he didn't have to so, respond I- as hard. He didn't have to respond as hard. But he couldn't have just let – he couldn't have just looked at Jokic like well, – I mean, at Morris and be like, what was that about? He had to do something. Somebody had to do something. Somebody, and it was, right, like, right. Clear Somebody. that no one else was going to do it. Because, like, I remember actually uh, the year when COVID interrupted the season. It was Tyler Hero's rookie year, Duncan Robinson's first year being an actual player and starting for the Heat. And a lot of people would try them. But then Jimmy um, – uh, I'm blanking Quick on his name. John, Johnson – <laughs> right you know like you would have you would have other people on the heat that would go stand up for them right. you know just like not look, not happening not, today you're not gonna punk my teammates not my teammates now i don't really want jimmy doing it because jimmy's like the guy that we don't I mean, you got PJ Tucker now. good no yeah, good. <laughs> yeah PJ Tucker. again you can always throw haslam in the game you, know, you have plenty of people. Man, on, please, on that. for a second, please tell me you saw Tyler Hero try to throw an alley oop to Udonis <laughs> What was he thinking? <laughs> you know, see, Joe, I was really conflicted on that play. There was part of it that was like, you know what? That's right. You still believe in Haslam at age 40, whatever he is. You're right, insane. Love it. Love the love the belief that Udonis was going to. I don't even know if Udonis' prime off, was going to go get out there. Yeah, I like, no way. Prime UD probably ain't getting that nope. one. Nope. Man, did has UD ever looked so old? So, like when he old. fell, he, when he fell, fell like an old person. I felt <laughs> stiff legs and everything. Ah ah ah! <laughs> so, he was scared to fall. Like man, I don't know if I'm gonna get up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you know, actually, Joe, I'm glad you brought up PJ Tucker though, because I want to talk about a little Twitter back and forth I briefly had with the Rick Buker. We the, the oh, Rick yes. Buecher engaged somebody from Three and Impossible. Yes, I, I saw him tweet out some bullshit that PJ Tucker was not a good defender, and I'm I'm like, I'm like, this is what we're doing. My tweet was, this is what we're doing. We just saw this man make life hell for Kevin Durant in the last year's playoffs, and then apparently he so he responded to me and said, called it a nonsensical example. And first of all, the the original tweet I was responding to, he was saying defensive field goal percentage against is not a good statistic. That's what he said. And he then goes to then tell me in his response to me that KD averaged 35 on 49% shooting against PJ Tucker and the Bucks. I was like, well, okay, which is it? Are, are we not allowed to use these stats or, or not? But Regardless, I think if anybody watched though that series, PJ Tucker made life hell for Kevin Durant. That's exactly. all you can do. That's Kevin Durant. You can't stop Your the thoughts, man, Joe. You can't stop the man. Seriously, yeah, look- <laughs> yeah. Andre Iguodala got MVP of a Finals, and LeBron averaged twenty-seven, eight and eight. Like, come on, he got it just because he guarded LeBron and made it harder for LeBron. Like, you get that? That's credit. You can't just look in the stats and see defense. You actually got to watch the game and say. 
that man is playing defense. He's making it hard for him on every down screen. He's making it hard for him on every off-ball screen to get the ball. He's making everything difficult for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's mama was cussing P.J. Tucker out on the sidelines. That's how hard he was playing defense. You tell me this man can't play defense? That's insane to me. That's absurd. At the end of the day, two of those games, after games one and two, where the Nets looked like they, they got in control, the next two games, P.J. Tucker mostly obviously had some ass. help, but like forced Kevin Durant to shoot under 40%. Milwaukee won those two games. Without that two-game stretch, they don't win the series. Then the right. Nets go on and probably win. You know, so like, it's P.J. Tucker guarding Kevin Durant on that last play when Kevin Durant's foot's on the line? Hmm. I don't remember. Or was that Brooke Lopez? I can't remember. It may have been both of I them. Remember. I can't remember either. But that's actually a great point because a lot of Kevin Durant's points came off of Budenholzer just leaving <laughs> Brooke Lopez out there and Durant <laughs> would just call for a screen and get P.J. off yeah. of him. If P.J. was such a bad defender, one, I guess he thinks that Budenholzer is an idiot and would put a bad defender to start on Kevin Durant. I guess that's what I guess oh, that's man. what the claim is. I mean Bootenholzer <laughs> is an idiot. But it wasn't stupid. It wasn't stupid to put PJ Tucker on no, him. Not at all. And then secondly, if PJ Tucker was a bad defender, why is Kevin Durant asking for a screen to get him why? off of him? He just asked for a clear out. Yeah. So <laughs> Rick Buecher, you lost this round. You definitely buddy. lost that one. Good try though. All Good right. try to use a nerd stat and it failed. Right after he said the stat was That's stupid. Right. <laughs> all right, Rick. You got it, man. But all right, let, let's talk about some teams in the NBA. So one, last week we kind of did like a do I believe in you or do we not believe in you type of thing. Uh, we're not going to do that again this okay, week, but we do want to talk <laughs> – we're going to talk about some teams that are either doing really well or struggling or you know have even done better since the last time we talked and just kind of give an update on how we feel about those teams. The first team we haven't talked about at all yet because we're used to them, you know, being at the very bottom of the Eastern Conference. The Cleveland Cavaliers are nine and five. Great start for them. Yeah, we're start. Joe, we were talking before the show. You brought up Evan Mobley. So just kind of tell me what you're seeing with Evan Mobley and what you think about the Cavs. Yeah, he's a big man. He's athletic. He's a stretch forward. He can shoot the ball. What I like about the Cavs more than anything, they're just they're big. They're just playing bully ball. They got so many power forwards. I guess fours and fives, there's no position, so it's kind of hard to say. They just got so many big men. They're kind of like the Miami Heat. I think they're going to win a lot of, a lot of regular season games just because they're going to be bigger. They're going to out-rebound you. They're going to be stronger. And Con Sexton hasn't even played well yet. Uh, Darius Garland's been balling, though. So they got a couple of young guards, but the fact they're just so big up front, it's just going to make them win a lot of regular season games. But at the end of the day, they don't have no chance. They're just too young, and they don't have enough – they don't have enough points out there for real. I think I think a good kind of hope for them would be like a similar season to the Hawks last year, minus the postseason success. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see the postseason yeah, success with the Hawks have. But like them kind of being a good regular season team, being in, you know, anywhere between four, five, and six would be a, a huge season for them. Even if they got to the playing game, That's honestly, true. that would be a great season for them. Um I like I like Mobley a lot too, Joe. You know what else is he's he's a pretty good passer. He's a pretty good passing big man, and that's kind of surprising for a guy that's 19 years old. So I think like because you were saying, you know, they they have a lot of bigs. You know, they got him, they got Jared Allen, like Ed Davis, Taco, Kevin Love, Lori Marketing, Mobley. Like they got so many freaking 
centers and forwards. This is just so they're so big. And I think his ability to play not only just score from the outside, but play make at the top of the key, I think is really helping unlock all those different guys. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the first place team in the East, just like we predicted the Washington Wizards. I had them four or five. You had them like playing gameish, I believe. Mm -hmm. I still have them in playing gameish. I mean, they're playing real good right now, but. They got six. They got six. They only six deep, and after that, it's a wrap. They may maybe six deep, maybe because you got Brad, you got Dinwiddie, Kuzma. You're not really sure. What, he hasn't really taken that step. I think Kuzma has had a good year well, so but far. I've like, liked his season so far. I think he's less play. focused on scoring and being a more complete basketball player. And I think that's exactly what they need. Wes Unsold should be the leading candidate for coach of the year with how he's got that team playing. I agree, especially because they're actually playing defense this year too, which is Mm -hmm. insane because they suck. They were terrible last year in defense. And I like what Montrezl Harrell was doing on the bench. Like, that's crazy. That's going to help them win a lot of games. I think Thomas Bryant is supposed to be back soon, Mm -hmm. I think. Or has he come back yet? I I I think soon. I don't think he's quite back yet. If Hirochi Moore could take a step, Rui. Oh man, they would be good, and I would have a little bit more faith. But I just don't think they have enough talent around Brad. He's your number yeah. one, but then your number two is Spencer Dinwiddie, and I don't know if he's a six man or if he can actually be the number two. So that's what we're gonna see this year. He's played well when he has played this year, but I don't know if that's gonna be consistent. I, I just don't think they got enough. I don't think they got six players. Maybe. I don't know. I think they got. I think they got a little more than you're giving them credit for. So let's just. I'm gonna go through their roster here real quick. So obviously you got Brad, Montrose yeah. Harrell is their second leading scorer. Uh you got Dinwiddie, Kuzma, and then Caldwell Pope. That's kind of their host, starting five. Right. Then you got uh NATO, Daniel Gafford, who came in and Ooh. played really well for them last year. Um their first round pick from last year, Denny, uh from Israel. Oh yeah. I forgot about Denny. He can, he can shoot. score the he can score the rock. So like right there, that's like that's like eight okay, people before man. Thomas Bryant before Thomas Bryant comes back. So I like I think they got enough depth. Like when it comes playoff time, they're not going to want any more than that, anyways. True. You know, like Neto's fine. He's a fine backup guard to have. You know, I think I think they're I think they're in a solid spot. Kuzma's averaging nine rebounds. Like where's that come? That's from? huge. Yeah. You He's know, big just, enough too. He just yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a so one-two thing. Going in there, and, yeah. that, and that's why I think Unsel has to be the leading coach of the year right now because he's got all these guys. All new. If, if you looked at all those guys and then just like – now, obviously, national media perception is not always accurate. Like, what would they say about Brad Beal? They say he don't really want to play defense. Right. Brad's D and up. Brad's tapping back into like his first three or four years where he was a above-average defender. Kuzma doesn't want to do anything but score. He's rebounding. You know, and playing fine defense, like about as good as defense Kuzma can play. You know, like they're all they're mm-hmm. all doing the things that they need to do to be a winning team. And what I love about it is they're seeing results right away. That's Because that's going to help with buy-in so much. You, know, yeah, you that's get a, a, great a point. first-time head coach and, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll play defense. All right, buddy. Uh, and not forget, Brad's the only player with more than three years' experience on the Wizards, like playing for the Wizards. Playing for yeah, for the playing yeah, for yeah. the Wizards. Yep. No one's been there more than three years besides Brad. So you got a whole bunch of people That's coming correct. in in a new city and all that, and he's making it work right away. It's pretty crazy. I think Washington. 
Uh, Washington D.C. can be a good basketball city Absolutely. if they get rolling. If they get rolling. Facts. If they maintain like this type of competitive, you know, like they're not going to be the one seed, but like if they still remain in that top four, like that city will get behind them. Facts. That city will get behind them. Okay, let's talk. Like the 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 Warriors still haven't lost since we last talked about them. <sighs> I guess like, we got to talk about them. Like man, and and Steph's starting to get rolling now too. It's, Steph is starting to get rolling. Clay might be coming back before Christmas now. Ooh. Did you see him do that TV interview on the sidelines on the bike the whole time on purpose? No, he's sitting not. there in in street clothes, just sitting there pedaling on the bike for a whole five minute interview, just to let people know, like, dude, really? Like, that's crazy. Ain't nobody asked you to jump on the bike. You got a suit on. You sitting there on a bike. It was crazy. It was crazy. Clay's a goofy dude. Is, he's he's going to be ready. Ass dude. They're dangerous. He, they are definitely dangerous. Yeah. Your Lakers might be in trouble, buddy. Man. Like, Let's talk about your Lakers. The, They're struggling. <sighs> Lakers are struggling. They don't got LeBron. They don't have Trevor Reza. They don't have THT. Like, well, I haven't seen none yet. My boy, none. Yes, that's what oh, I'm saying. Like, I mean, come on, man. Baysmore's playing 24-plus minutes a game. Like you, you can't okay, live. Can, like we, that. can we talk about baseball because the Heat and the Lakers just played play twelve minutes a game, if that. So your Lakers did steal one from my my Heat. Jimmy got hurt in the first quarter, um, which then kind of made it even because y'all didn't have LeBron and y'all, y'all. I'm just saying, both teams missing their best player. You know, I see what you were trying to say. Don't be putting them on the same sentence like that. They are. They are at this stage yeah. of LeBron's career and how Whatever. Jimmy's been playing. They're in the same. Jimmy is actually averaging LeBron numbers when he was in Miami. Just a touch less points. 25, uh, 7, and 6. But, nonetheless... to share the ball with two other superstars. I mean, yeah, Kyle Lowry takes shots. Bam takes shots. Tyler Hero's taking a lot of shots. Duncan's taking a lot of shots. Wait a minute, okay. okay. Just run the ball around. Okay. Jimmy's not, take, Jimmy's not taking 30 shots a game. And nobody would ever want Jimmy Butler taking 30 shots a game. Yeah, I'd take it if he, as long as they're at the rim, I don't care. Exactly. As long as he's driving to the mic. You know, I, okay, this is like the first time like I, wa- I had to watch like way more fucking Baysmore than I ever have oh wanted to God. watch. I've never seen such a obviously relative for the NBA. He was way better than me. Miss layups. Like I've never seen such a trash player talk so much shit. Like such a so terrible player. Trash. He's talk so bad. So much shit. Like remember last year when he was all on you know Curry like it was like. Made like the comment after Brad hurt his hamstring when they were going for like the the scoring title. Like, all right, you know, if Steph wants to say something, that's fine. Let Steph say it. Pipe down three points a game. Exactly. Ain't nobody trying to hear that from you. Just had to get that off. I can't playing no defense this year. Right. The one thing you're supposed to be good at, you you can't even do it. Don't even do. I am concerned though with LeBron though, man. Abdominal strains, bro. What you do, man? What you grab the milk out the fridge and hurt your shit? Like, come on, man. <laughs> I know you owe like a domino strain for real, but that's not a good look. Honestly, I feel like if this was just like not November, I think he's probably suited Boy, up and playing. I agree. I'm not that worried about it. I'm just wor- the only thing that worries me is that the I need to see LeBron, Westbrook, and AD figure it out together. That's the only thing that worries me about LeBron missing time. It's just getting the chemistry right. That's it's all that I work, think is worrying. Because Westbrook cannot. Oh my goodness, man! Oh my goodness! I had never seen somebody like 
does he not work on his jump shot? I've never seen somebody like not progress in their shooting throughout the year. I mean, he honestly has regressed with this. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I never, okay, I don't understand he, like, it. He was like he wasn't. He was never like a great shooter, but like he wasn't. And you can tell, like, bad, okay, bad. when you like, suck at shooting, bad. like, okay, you hit rim, and you're like, oh, damn, that was a bad shot. His shit is clanking. Yeah, it's it's, it's not good. Right. It looked like me out there in the gym. That shit clanking, bro. Like, come well, on. But, well, like, this is another reason why, like, you can't have, like, a Bazemore out there playing with no, him. No, like, you need shooters. Like, it's just the, the construction makes no sense right now. It's, it's yeah, it's painful to watch, man, like. And I, I told you and Devion, we signed fucking Malik Monk. I told y'all y'all got two games this year out of them against the when they play the fucking Miami Heat. And this and son did. of a bitch he dropped twenty seven. He scored in his career. This is his fifth year. He has scored over at least twenty seven points uh, five times. Three of them are against the Heat. Fuck you, Malik Monk. Fuck you, man. Like, God. Like, did y'all step over? Y'all skip over him or something? I, I, I for good reason. The boy averages seven points a game for his career. He's so little, man. He's so little. Oh, my God. But, uh, anyways, let's talk about the Bucks. You brought the Bucks pre show as Trash. well. They've been banged up and everything a little bit, but they got some of their guys, but they got Middleton and Drew Holiday back. They're still missing Brooke. They should but be they're looking still better. Struggling. They're, they're struggling. They're still struggling. I know people giving them their best because they the champs, but. They should look better. You think they got a little finals champion uh, hangover? Maybe a little bit. They they just got to the White House and stuff. Maybe that'll be over after that. Yeah, they it, need to get it in gear though. It's, it's, right, yeah. it's like, all right, we're we're getting close. It's, like it's game time. I mean, like first quarter of the year is about to be over. You guys, Giannis, are... the first couple games though, Giannis was looking good. Like he was walking Giannis, in the jump Giannis shots. Looks fine. Giannis looked fine. Giannis looked fine to me. It's everyone shot, else. Everybody else is just yeah, they're playing blah. They're just playing blah. You know, like last year, they should not like, lose to the Celtics. Like, come on, bro, y'all should not lose to the Celtics not one time this year. They had nobody, and you lost to the Celtics without Jalen Brown. Come on now, I know you didn't have, I know you didn't have Giannis, but come on, man, come on. Yeah, that's rough. I think I still think we'll get it together. <laughs> you know, but again, kind of like the Lakers, like you're seeding. I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't matter. know if you want to make it hard from round one. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, tough in the East again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right. You brought up Jalen Brown. He's been missing some time. He's got, I think, a, is it a knee? Is that what's bugging him? Um, so there's been rumors that the Celtics and Sixers maybe maybe could do a deal for Ben Simmons, and the Sixers have said we would need Jalen Brown. I just want to know right now from you. Sorry. You good? Yeah. You okay? All right. Yeah. I want to know from your perspective, <laughs> if you're the Celtics, if you're Brad Stevens, you're in your first year as a GM, do you pull the trigger? I do not trade Jalen Brown. I trade Jason Tatum for Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum don't match. Jason Tatum is an ISO player like Kobe. Ben Simmons is a passer. They ain't going to work out. Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown would mix better together. I would trade Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum and I would get Ben Simmons and something else from the 76ers, and I would be straight with that and go with that, in my opinion, because I just don't think Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum should work. So if you want to trade for Ben Simmons, I think you have to get rid of Jason Tatum and not Jalen Brown. Wow. Okay. I haven't thought about it in that way. So, okay. 
Would you? Would you throw? Would you? If they ask for picks, are you throwing in picks? You're saying, "No, fuck you." Like that's enough. No, 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 no picks. No way. Okay. I'm getting Jason Tatum for Ben Simmons. That's straight up. Because they about the same. That's straight up. Okay. Okay. I like it, Joe. I like. I was, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to say no. No deal. Uh, no matter what. I actually like. I like the Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown thing. I like it for both teams. I'm not going to lie. I like it more for the Celtics. I think if I'm the Celtics, I do uh, Jalen Brown and probably Horford as well. Now I don't know if Horford goes to Philly again. Again, but I yeah, think, right. <laughs> I think Horford has to has to leave if they bring in Ben Simmons. And but have, I'll tell you, the 76ers have Andre Drummond. It's a lot yeah, of that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Horford it, would go there. I think Horford goes somewhere it, it, else, and you get like a three way trade, like a shooter or something, or kick in something else for the Sixers if they really need it. Um, I actually like the pairing of Ben Simmons with with Jason Tatum, mostly because Ben Simmons can then guard whoever whoever Jason Tatum is going to come. Nope, not talk playing about defense. talk about needing a one two to play defense. Jason Tatum doesn't have it. Nope, none. Doesn't have he just it. wants I'll, to shoot the ball. And that rocking my Shamanad shirt, but yes, no, Jason Tatum not playing the damn. Nope. <laughs> um, no, he's shooting I, the ball. I also like their pairing because I think a pick like. Either one being the ball handler, pick and roll with those two, or pick and pop with Tatum and and circumstances. I think would put put teams in a really interesting way. Because what I what what I foresee teams doing is like similar to what the Bucks did, uh, or what your Lakers always do when they play the Heat. Right? They put Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler, and they just pretty much have him kind of hunt, uh, hunt in the lane and kind of protect the lane. I think a lot of teams do that with Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and then you if but if you do that and you use Jason Tatum as a ball handler and Ben as a screener, you have let Tatum mm-hmm. just walk into a lot of threes and or mid range shots. Like I think that could get Ben Simmons roll and get to the paint left and right. Then you're gonna have to foul him, okay? But you only can foul him so much. <laughs> exactly. And what I what I also like is that the the Celtics already have a bunch of like guards that are pretty much just three and D type players, whether it's Pritchard or Naismith or, you know, whoever, all their, those role players that they have, which is all you need with Ben Simmons. Bunch of, yeah. Just guys that can guard That's the fair. guards on the other team and then spot up, shoot, you know, just not get in the way. So I think you, you would essentially play Ben like I've been saying for a long time, play him like the, the Bucks play Giannis. Have him play that role. He gets a rebound in transition. He goes. And I think you. I think you still want a Tatum, that's a a bad shot maker essentially for late game situations. They don't clash offensively like Ben and Embiid do. And then on the the flip side, Jalen Brown is another defensive guard that can also go get a bucket. He's more of an ISO player than I think Tobias Harris is. So if they mm-hmm. need an ISO play, I think Jalen Brown makes a lot more sense than a Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris can still work with Embiid on pick and roll and, and, and really get the most out of him. And they both can spot up and shoot. I like it. I think Tatum would obviously like Tatum would work for them as well for all the exact same reasons minus the defense. The defense. Got that would be the big thing is the defense. But they got Maxi. They got Maxi, Thibel, like they got other guys. Like, I think there. both would be fine. I think that's a good marriage. I just don't know if those two teams could actually. I just don't know if I could see because, like, you got to think. Remember when the Sixers think. were trying to complete their process? Who did they trade with to get up to number one? They traded with trade the Celtics. Oh yeah, you're right. To, 
and they took Markel Fultz, and it became like the most well-known thing in the world that the Celtics wanted Tatum anyways. Like they were going to take Tatum at one or at three, and then Danny the Lakers Ainge conned him and made him think that they were going to take Markel Fultz. <laughs> I don't know now that Danny's gone. Like, would that are things kind of okay with That's them? Fun. Plus, Daryl Moore. Daryl Moore is going to do whatever he can to get the best out of the situation. He's being yeah. stingy. Yeah, so interesting situation. But all right, I think that I think that's a good way to wrap it up, Joe. Is Dame, wait, does Dame Lillard out of any conversations? We done with the Dame trade talks? You think? Oh yeah, yeah I, I never. So, I yeah. personally never took them seriously. Me either. I think so. Yeah, I think he was just trying to put some pressure on them to make some moves. I don't I mean, even know he, if he, he really did. I don't I think that I think it might have been other teams that wanted Dame. Uh-oh. They just started saying, like, oh yeah, we've received calls from the Trailblazers about Damian Lillard. We hear he's available. Like I don't think they actually ever reached out. That's a great point. Trying to bring some uh discourse in the organization. I can feel yeah. I can see that. You know, you know how people agents and and teams all play those games. That that's all I think that that's was. Fair. That's fair. Another team that's struggling though that needs to kind of get their shit together. Trailblazers. Yeah. They're they are what they are. All right. Are Joe, it's are. been a pleasure. Yes, sir. We'll try and get this up here by Monday or Tuesday. Yes, sir. After the possible. Hopefully, we'll have Devion as a new father Ooh, Lord. next time. And Devion Monday. Jr. Woo. Uh, I, I don't think they'd make that mistake. <laughs> a light-skinned Devion. <laughs> oh lord that sounds awful alright <laughs> see y'all next week